Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast. Welcome to part two of the Inside Zone Super Special 2018 Mock Draft Podcast. I'm still Nick Duncan and I'm still joined by Inside Zone editor-in-chief Tom Lake and our debutant Rory Joe Daniels. We're here to take picks 17 through 32 in our mock draft and shall, let's get underway straight away. Um, at pick 17, Tom for the Chargers. With the 17th pick in the 2018 2018- 2018, yep, NFL draft. <laughs> Had to check what yours in. The LA Chargers select Josh Allen, <laughs> quarterback, <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> okay. That's it. Mic drop. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the 49ers, the, there is a precedent here. The 49ers got Steve Young while they had Joe Montana. The Packers famously took Aaron Rodgers after he slid, even though they had Brett Favre, who still had three or four good years in him. Philip Rivers won't be around forever. Fix the roof while the sun is still shining. Josh Allen, quarterback Wyoming. He needs a year or two to develop, and I'm not going to say that Philip Rivers is going to help him at all. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that at all, but for me, this is the pick. It's going to be an unpopular one. There could be a lot of booing, but that's my pick. Josh Allen, Wyoming, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great great landing spot for Josh Allen from his perspective because um, he does need that time to develop. Uh, I'm not as low on some people. I know draft Twitter is blowing up with uh, with people that are, that are hating on Josh Allen. There is potential there. That, that The arm is fantastic and he does. We, we, we have seen him squeeze balls into to areas where other quarterbacks can't. Somebody, if you get the right surrounding parts, uh, then somebody will make the most of that, I think. But yeah, he, I, I don't see him sliding this far. But if he sits behind Rivers, that's good for him. He needs so much coaching and he has so much to develop in terms of his vision and decision making. It is untrue. And I, I get that he looks like a quarterback. Uh, and he looks like what, everything you want in an NFL quarterback until he starts passing the ball. Um, let's move on because this is making me sad Um, and let's move to pick 18 which is me for the Seattle Seahawks so and with the 18th pick in the 2018 NFL draft the Seattle Seahawks select Isaiah Wynn offensive lineman Georgia now I don't know where you play Isaiah Wynn if I'm honest um, because for all the people I've seen saying oh he's a guard because his arms are a bit short or he's not as tall he is so fantastic at left tackle for Georgia in that championship run. There was just there was no one getting past him. He has a technique. He has the footwork. Um, he has the drive forward in run blocking. He has the kind of the ability. He, he was he was playing speed rushers pretty well on the outside, which it seems a bit of a waste to put him at guard. But if you put him at guard, you've got a fantastic guard. I am absolutely sure of that. You've got someone strong, bags of technique. Bags of drive now. So I think you can send him on whatever blocking scheme you run. And we all know how much Seattle still, still, still need offensive linemen. With no day two picks, they need to get one in the first round, whatever happens. Uh, I, I think that people are going to go mental with me for making this comparison. But there's a lot of similarities. 
with the Zach Martin pick, who played left tackle for the for Notre Dame, was drafted 16th. A lot of concerns. I mean, he was six foot four, and there were concerns. Win is six foot two, very similar in terms of weight and build. But uh, I think that like Martin, if he shifts inside, he's got the potential to be a, a perennial Pro Bowl guard. Like you said, great in both pass protection and run blocking. Uh, it was fun to watch him uh, put on a George uniform week in week out. Yeah, when he's, I like him. I like the tape. I, I think you try, you try him. Looking, looking at what the Seahawks have had. I mean, that has been a shambles, and you need to 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 give Wilson some time in the in the pocket, um, to get him moving again, give him some protection. I think when you, you plug him in wherever wherever you think he upgrades the line, and I think he will be a, a good starting block uh, for really rejuvenating that lineup in Seattle. Hooray, no one's booing my pick for the second pick in a row. Great. I think, Shall... I think that's very, very realistic as well there, Nick, as well. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if that, that was the pick on the night. Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, Rory, I'm going to hand back to you because at 19, you're taking the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so we've picked 19. The Dallas Cowboys are going to select uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, Ooh. linebacker out of Boise State. Uh, I think it's important the Cowboys don't panic. Uh, Ridley's off the board. He, he's the only the only wide receiver uh, that I would have had uh, at, at that position. I know people are high on DJ Moore. I just I wasn't really getting it too much uh, when I watched the tape. Um, so yeah, I think linebacker. You've got Sean Lee there. His durability. There is a little bit of concern about that. He seems to miss game time every season, and um, and obviously. Uh, they drafted last year, didn't they? Uh, Jalen Smith, uh, was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Um, there's obviously long-term concerns uh, about him. He's not quite up to where they thought he would be, not the explosive type of player. But he might come too, I can imagine that. But I think you need another body in there. I think Van Der Esch is, is good. And there's, there's stuff to work on, obviously, but he's got everything. I, I saw him make picks. Uh, you see him come downhill. I think he's getting a lot of buzz, and I think people are going to like him. And I think to learn from Sean Lee at linebacker in the, at the Cowboys uh, will be a, a, be great for him. And I think that it's important that they stick to their board and they don't reach for a wide receiver there. I think um, we, we've seen how the um, Cowboys defense seems to live and die by who's playing linebacker in recent years. Um, I'm not sure it's a position of immediate need. Um, but I think there's enough need there to say that yeah, pick pick them, pick your best player available just for position. And I think Leighton Van Der Esch, um, provided his net checks out, is pretty good for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for me, when I scouted him, I had him as number three on my on my my um, my depth chart there. Uh, limited experience, only one year as a starter. Durability concern, missed six games as a sophomore. I mean, when you watch his tape, there are very few linebackers better at shooting the gap than him. He, he's unbelievable. He's got great athleticism. He's an asset, not a liability in pass coverage. And uh, uh, he's kind of like an, a, a larger, bigger Sean Lee in terms of the skill set, in terms of the sideline to sideline. I think that if if you plug him in there next to Sean Lee and Jalen Smith, that could be one hell of a linebacking core. And, uh, I think tight end could be in play there, but I, I like the pick. Cool. Well, shall we pick, move to pick 20 and the Detroit Lions? And that is Tom. What are you doing, Tom? With the 20th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Darius Geis, running back LSU. Now, we all know the stat, how long it's been since the Lions had a 100-yard rusher, 
But while I think Harold Landry or uh, another edge rusher could potentially, or maybe an interior defensive lineman could be the pick there, and especially if Matt Patricia going there now, that could be an easy pick. But, I mean, get Matt Stafford, someone who can run the bloody football. It's unbelievable. The last 100-yard rusher, Reggie Bush, really? And Darius Geis... 2013, 2013. Unbelievable. Darius Geis, physical runner. He'll... The, the Patriots, they had LeGarrette Blunt, who was kind of a tone setter for them. Darius Geis is a tone setter. He's very, very similar in terms of skill set, build, game to Marshawn Lynch. Underrated in the in, in the passing game, very versatile. I think mm. I think it's an excellent pickup for the Lions there. Yeah, um, Geis, uh, he, he's a... He's a nice player there. I think I think that wouldn't be a surprise to me if uh, if the Lions picked him up there. Uh, I didn't think the the drop off between Barkley and Geis is quite as big as some some people think it is. I think he he's going to be a terrific back, uh, very physical, um, and I think he you've got to address that, haven't you, Abdullah? Um, I think his contract's coming up, is it next year? Um, so yeah, to to get a number one running back that's going to take the load, rather than they've sort of mucked around with two or three running backs, and it's it's not it's not working for them. Get guys in there, get a real serious runner um, up in Detroit, and yeah, I think I think that's that's a, a likely pick. Um, it just depends on hearing stuff about his maturity levels. I don't know whether that's that's legitimate or, or whether that's just a bit of bluster. But I, I notice he's a bit on the slide when you when you read uh, through draft Twitter. But I don't know, maybe maybe. Maybe that's just uh, reading in a bit too far. I think, um, I mean, you, you flagged this up, Tom. I think Edge Russia would probably be their number one need there. And if they don't like um, Landry, Davenport, or maybe someone like Sam Hubbard enough, then um, I think getting a running back in makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm not sure they'll do that, um, but it would be it would be interesting. I think it would be a good landing spot potentially for guys. You've got a, you've got a half decent offensive line there. Um, you've got a decent quarterback there as well. So it would be quite good to see. Um, now, shall we move on to the Cincinnati Bengals? And um, we've got a fan in the pick. Sorry, <laughs> that, that sounds a bit dismissive, Rory. But you are a Bengals <laughs> fan. Who are you taking at number twenty-one? Uh, so at twenty-one uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I am going to select, uh, let's go for Ronnie Harrison, Ooh, safety out of my Alabama. <laughs> my word. Uh, Didn't see that coming. So, centre is the pick that everybody's uh, seemingly putting with the Cincinnati Bengals. My concern with that would be whether the team actually, how, how much we value uh interior offensive line positions uh we let Zeitler go because we wouldn't pay him I just can't see them I think center is is likely but I I would rather go Ronnie Harrison I think we we're looking at safeties we've interviewed uh Eric Reed and I think we brought Boston in at at some point I think we're looking to play more three safety uh sets uh we've got Iloka and we've got Williams but we do need somebody to control tight ends uh, and running backs Harrison he will do that I think he can cover tight ends comfortably I think he's going to come downhill and stop the run game uh I think he's versatile I I would put him ahead of Sean Williams personally from what I watched of Williams last year but I think you can make use of all three of them in that system uh, and I think they will address safety at some point and I have him uh, quite high uh, and I would have him above my top centre which would be James Daniels so yeah Harrison for me there 
I think for, for, for if you're going safety, I think I, I slightly prefer Justin Reed over Ronnie Harrison, but it's pretty close. So I don't hate the pick if you're targeting someone in that position. I think it's a reach. I think Ronnie Harrison sort of got a round two skill set. Um, I'm not tremendously confident in my evaluation because I couldn't find a lot of tape on Ronnie Harrison. He looked like a sort of an early second round player with some ability. He looked like he wasn't as involved in a lot of plays as I would like him to be. Um, and I don't know whether that was just a specific tape um, or what. So an interesting pick and not one that I'm quite up to comment on. So I'm going to leave this one to Tom. I would have taken a different Crimson Tide. I think for me, I'd probably go over Sean Evans there. I mean, Vontez Perfect is, we're not sure what he is. I like the pickup of Preston Brown. I think that if you slide uh, um, Rashawn Evans in there with uh, Vincent Ray and Nick Vigil, I think that's quite a nice uh Quite a nice um, linebacking call there. Uh, I can see the Ronnie Harrison pick. I, I think he's great, a good player. He's he's a thumper, is what he is. He plays in around the box. He's very physical, sets the tone, uh, good against the run. He's okay against coverage, but it, it's difficult, like Nick said, to find tape on him. Uh, I think it probably is a reach, but I think Bengals fans, it could be possible to talk yourself into drafting him at 21, but uh, for me it feels a little bit of a reach. Okay, shall we move on? And we're going back to Buffalo. Um, and that is me again. And so with the 22nd pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Buffalo Bills select Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, Southern Methodist University. Now, I, 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 I back and forth a bit um, whether to go um, with the uh, tackle out of Texas, Connor Williams, for this. I think those are two real positions of need. And I think... If when when Buffalo pick up a quarterback as they surely will in the draft, they've either got to get to, they've either got to get him um, a blindside protector or a highly drafted wide receiver, whichever way you go. Um, I think for me, Sutton is Sutton is the pick because what you're creating is you're creating um, a kind of a wide receiver core of big bodied contested catch guys with kind of Kelvin Benjamin um, alongside him who are going to give. A rookie quarterback who might whose accuracy might not be completely there from the get go. Maximum chance to compete, maximum chance to complete passes. People who are, you know, this was this was the thing that Carolina did used to do with um, Cam Newton. They knew he was a little bit of a streaky passer when he wasn't on it, so they give him, you know, comfort blankets in Benjamin as well as Funchess and Greg Olson. I think I think Sutton could well thrive in the NFL. I know people are concerned that he can't get separation and that he's not ever going to be targeted. I think he can get some separation. I think he's going to be able to jam cornerback. I mean, get out of jam the cornerbacks and get that little yard or two for a quick pass pretty effectively. I think he's gonna. He needs some work on his route running. He's he's not the fastest, but he's not too slow. I think he's going to do well, and I think a late late first round, or which is just about where we are, it's pretty good for him. Anyone? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think it makes sense. Uh, he's, he's my number one wide receiver, and I, I I agree with what you said. Uh, yeah, good good receiver, Sutton. Um, I, yeah, I agree with the, the Carolina comparison when they when they got Funches and Benjamin in there. Obviously, we've seen the stuff that's been going on with Zay Jones. Um, so we don't we're not sure what the situation is. Uh, how reliable is he going to be? But yeah, if you've got Lamar Jackson in there, let's give him some big targets. Sutton fits the bill. Uh, I liked him a little bit more than some people do. So yeah, I, I would be comfortable taking him at that spot. 
So let's go to the Evil Empire. And Tom is going to be picking for his AFC East rivals, the New England Patriots. Uh, pick 23. Tom, where are you going? With the 23rd pick of the 2018 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Harold Landry, edge rusher, Boston College. Now, the pick here could be Sam Hubbard. That's another way I could see the Patriots going. But I think the versatility that Landry brings, he you watch him and he just looks like a patriot what he can do he can he he's he, he has an unbelievable burst upfield when rushing the passer he's also got experience you know with loose hips he's he's able to 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 drop into space as well and try and fool a few guys there uh not ideal height height kind of thing but i think he makes up for it in terms of being a very good athlete uh he flies out the gate he is extremely versatile and uh i think he he looks like a patriot to me Rory, what do you reckon? I think I think they would use Landry's skill set uh, really well in New England. Uh, the only concern was uh, they, they, they took a couple of defensive ends, did we? Sort of last year, sort of pass rushing types. Uh, whether they dip back into it, uh, was it Wise they got last year? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and Derek Rivers. So whether they think it's a, an area of need. Uh, but you can move him around. We just don't know what Belichick's doing, do we? He, he will use a player like that, and he's a slide, and he, he would be uh, my next player on on the board, so it makes sense, and I think they will stick to that mentality, the uh, the Patriots of picking the best player, so I think Landry, if he was there, is a good champ. My concern with Landry is how sure are you getting to argue that you're getting 2016, how Landry not 2017? Um, I know he, he had lots of niggly injuries. That's a concern probably is he going to be the same athletic fantastic player he was dominating college football in 2016 you'd have to sell me on that and teams will know that obviously coming out of medical checks and I think if he's going if he's going in the first round that is the assumption that teams are making that he is going to be 2016 Harold Landry again okay well we're going to go to pick number 24 let's rattle through them um and it's the Carolina Panthers and that falls to me so with the 24th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select Marcus Davenport, defensive end, University of Texas, San Antonio. Now, Davenport is incredibly athletic. He has everything that you would in, within him that you would want in an edge rusher, and the Panthers sorely need um, an edge rusher. Um, the, con- the knock on him is that he sort of hasn't put it together consistently enough. I think you put you put him on that defensive line with um, a K1, K1 shot and Vernon Butler demanding attention. You let him learn like that. I think he's got the athleticism and he's got some of the nous and he's got some of the kind of like the, the moves are sort of in the early like, embryonic phase, the sort of the spin, the swim, I think a little bit of pushing you develop him. You get a fantastic pass rusher to a front seven that we know Cal- that is such an important part of Carolina's identity. Um, and I think he would be pretty, pretty good there pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, Stunned silence there. <laughs> uh, the pick makes sense for me. Uh, Marcus Davenport... I mean, at the end of the day, the the size and the build, I think they'd be hoping that maybe if he could learn under under Julius Peppers, that that would be amazing. Mm. Amazing if he could p- 
pass on some of his wisdom. I mean, they are they are extremely similar build. I mean, both are six seven. Although Peppers does have, I suppose, he's got about thirty odd pounds on him. But let's get Davenport in an NFL weight room rather than you know a UTSA weight room and see see how much he can put on. Uh, the problem with Davenport that scares me. He is the ultimate example of draft Twitter's uh, you know favorite edge rusher there. So. You know, the upside's <laughs> there, but I need to see him play against some elite competition. I think for me, the pick there for Carolina, I think they'd be running and trying to get Christian Kirk for Texas A&M. That'd be the pick there for me. Oh, wow. Uh, Davenport, yeah, he, he needs he needs some education, Davenport, but I think in this draft, it, it, we're short on edge rushes, so I, I think we'll see him, and he, he might even be a little bit higher than this uh, if somebody wants to take a flyer on him because we are so weak at edge rusher. Depth-wise. Well, shall we go? To, actually, let, let's have a quick summary of picks 17 through 24. So, at 17, Los Angeles Chargers selected Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. At 18, Seattle Seahawks selected Isaiah Wynn, offensive lineman, Georgia. At 19, Dallas took Leighton Van Der Esch, a linebacker of Boise State. At number 20, the Detroit Lions took Darius Geis, running back, LSU. 21 was Cincinnati Bengals taking Ronnie Harrison, safety at Alabama. 22, Buffalo Bills took Cortland Sutton, wide receiver of Southern Methodist University. 23, New England Patriots took Harold Landry. Um, outside linebacker, defensive end, not sure what we're saying there, but Boston College. Uh, at 24, the Carolina Panthers took Marcus Davenport, defensive end from the University of Texas, San Antonio. 25 is Tennessee and Rory. Uh, yep, yeah, so uh, with this pick for the Tennessee Titans, I'm going to become the Aussie Newsom of our group and I'm going to go back to Alabama. Uh, Rashad Evans makes a yep, lot of sense yep. in this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a pick. They've got an obvious haul. Um, they lost Avery Williamson to the Jets. Um, it just makes a lot of sense. He, he He's a, a different version of the linebackers have already gone off the board. Smith, similar type, but obviously there's a bit of an injury concern, perhaps not quite as explosive. But when he does put it together, you, you do see them splash players. So I think the Titans will, will use him there. And it just it, it's a perfect fit, really. Yeah. This, this Titans roster is great, isn't it? Um, linebacker is sort of their only weakness that I can see. Um they need someone who can cover at linebacker as well. It's something that was exposed last year that they're very slow. They can't match up against tight ends or, or really defend anything in the flat. So I, I agree. Yeah, I think, like you're saying, Nick, I think it, it's an obvious need. Yeah, I mean, my, my concern, I think Evans is has got work to do in coverage. I think he is an immediate sort of run stopper and he's got the, he's got the athletic profile to play coverage, but he just needs to learn a bit and he just needs to get those instincts um i mean i, I think for, for me this is while this is a bit of a reach here it's such an obvious obvious fit in terms of position i can i can very very much forgive that um so shall we go to pick 26 and um tom you've got a um a lot of responsibility because we know that um our inside zones atlanta writer Tom Willoughby is going to be listening and grading your pick aggressively. So who are you taking, Tom, for Atlanta? Take the punter. <laughs> yeah, take the, take the punter. Tom, Tom Willoughby is big on a punter, so I really <laughs> hope they draft him in the first round just to shut him up. But go on, Tom. With the 26th pick in the 2018 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select... Dayron Payne, defensive tackle, oh, you... Alabama. <laughs> so 
It could have been Taven Bryant, the tackle out of Florida. It could have been Maurice Hurst, the defensive tackle out of Michigan. Everyone knows the Falcons roster is absolutely loaded. Maybe a tight end is in play here because one hasn't gone yet. But for me, the pick is going to be a tight end or a defensive tackle. Payne continues that tradition of elite inside defensive tackles for Alabama who can play uh, three technique, five technique, extremely physically gifted. Any defensive coordinator would ha- love to have him. Great power, athleticism. Uh, maybe he didn't show you know, much as a pass rusher, but I mean, when, when, the, when the, uh, the stage was its biggest, he was at its best, and he, he played unbelievably well in the championship game. Uh, this is a good pickup for Atlanta here, I think. I mean, he can help Vic Beasley uh, generate pressure from the inside and the outside. I think this makes sense to the Falcons here. Oh, I, I, so Duran Payne is um, number eight on my overall board. I am so, so high on him. And I'm going to be picking next for the Saints, a little spoiler. And he would have very, very much been the pick. I think we'd have been sprinting there. He is a complete player. I love watching Duran Payne play. I think he creates pressure on the pass game. He shows moves. He is a very, very stout front and a very willing diver on errant running backs. Um, I think him and Grady Jarrett that is that does not fill me with confidence as a fan of a fellow NFC South team that my quarterback will not get eaten alive from the middle yeah that's that's going to make the uh, the Falcons a really nasty defense uh, another one off the production line at Alabama Payne he's my number one defensive tackle I have him over there I think he does everything you've just got to harness it a little bit but yeah, that, that's that's a nice pick, and I would much prefer it to to a lot of mocks where they're putting Taven Bryan there. I think Payne makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that that is that is an incredibly good pick. That might that might be the pick of the um, draft of this mock so far, Tom. There, um, but I we get to go now for the New Orleans Saints, having just watched the player that I was about to sprint up to the podium and take fly off the board. So we're going to address a position of the most need and with the 27th pick in the 2018 NFL draft the New Orleans Saints select Sam Hubbard defensive end Ohio State now I've seen a few people who are a bit down on Hubbard and yeah I can see that he hasn't had amazing production in college I think 6.5 sacks in his um in 2017 was his best year but what you get is you get someone who's got a very a mastery of the position, if you will, that's sort of uncommon in college athletes. He's got nice, he diagnoses plays. He um, he can set the edge against the run. He can get pressure on the quarterback. He can hit the quarterback. He doesn't always sack him, but he's nearly there. He's pretty athletic. He's a versatile piece. I think you can um, put him in coverage if you needed to. You could kind of move him around a bit, and I think that might work against him for some teams. I, I like him. I think he, across from Cam Jordan, Saints have struggled to create a good sort of edge rush tandem. And while that hasn't sort of harmed Cam Jordan's stats, it has basically harmed in some way what the Saints have been able to do. And having a great pass rush to go with that incredible, incredible secondary will be what the Saints' defence would need. So I am all in on Hubbard here. Yeah, it Who's makes, gonna go? makes sense to me. I think you've, you've covered it well there. Uh, position of need, someone who's not necessarily generating much buzz, but no, I think it's a, I think that's a sensible pick there. Yeah, he's a he's a grinder definitely, and uh, I think I think he he would be a dark horse um, 
for a sort of defensive rookie of the year. He's one of those guys that he's going to do the unheralded work, but I think he could he could be better at the next level than he was uh, and show a little bit more, especially I think that Saints defence is coming together really nicely. Um, so, yeah, I think he'd enjoy playing there. Great. Well, shall we go to Pittsburgh? Because we're <laughs> giving, giving Rory a couple of um, rivals for his... Um, Bengals that he has to draft for today. So be nice now, Rory. Who are you picking for Pittsburgh at 28? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go there at 28. We're going to go Mike Hughes, uh, cornerback out of UCF. I love this guy. I think he's great. Uh, I would have him, I think, as my number two uh, Ooh. cornerback. Ooh. I, I like, yeah, I really like his game. Really physical. And he, he's going to get after people, and he fits what what the Steelers are about. He he, he exudes that physicality. He, you know, he's going to tackle you, and you'll stay tackled. Um, <laughs> he's going to make mistakes. He's young. Uh, he he's going to make. I think all rookie corners struggle, uh, but I think that's a need. You look at Joe Hayden. How long is he going to last? I know they've already tried to address it. Artie Burns was in and out, but I think Mike Hughes there um, fits nicely with the ethos that the the Steelers have. I agree. I agree. He he is a little undersized, but like you said, he's a chippy, physical corner, and he fits the. There's there's some guys who you just watch them and you say, you know, they're a patriot. Mike Hughes, he's a stealer. You'd watch him and you just think he's a stealer who's going to go blow for blow with Julian Edelman, you know, for the next couple of years. I, I think that's a good pick for the Steelers. But I mean, the the one the question for me. Um, well, let's cover with Mike Hughes. I mean, firstly, um, Hughes over Jair Alexander. Uh, for me personally, I, I just I just like his game. Uh, that's that's I, I don't know. It's certain players. When I, I remember when I watched William Jackson when he was coming out, and we were lucky enough to draft him as a Bengal, and he's just got that sort of charisma that I think a cornerback should have. I, I like him, and I think he, he, I have him over Alexander, but I do like Alexander's game as well. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think it, it's a pretty good spot for Hughes. I think that's a, that's a little bit um, sort of a mini seal for Steelers. I think if if they're not overly concerned about maturity issues, he was kicked out of North Carolina, was it? Um, or he he left after getting suspended from the team. But he's been fantastic for um, national champion University of Central Florida um, because they were the national champions because <laughs> they went undefeated. Um, Let's move on, shall we, um, to pick number 29, and that is um, your Jacksonville Jaguars um, and Tom Like. Tom? With the 29th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select DJ Moore, wide receiver, mm. Maryland. Uh, a quick, slippery receiver. He can take Blake Bortles, dump off passes the distance. The Jags, they even though they got Dante Moncrief I don't think he's the answer him and Marquise Lee they need a wide receiver to give to help Blake Bortles and complement that run game uh Austin Sverian Jacobs is a nice pickup at tight end but this seems to make a little bit too much sense to me I think they'd be running this one in fairly fairly quickly and you can't really upgrade that defense much beyond where it is at the moment <laughs> he's Steve Smith isn't he yeah he is, um yeah. just to sort of plays so much taller than he is um he made so much out of some of the worst quarterback play in the country for Maryland. Um, he just gets it done, and that and he 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 finds a way. And I think this this is a real trait that gets overlooked when um, you're scouting players. When you're looking for sort of raw physical traits, or you're looking for technique, is a certain way. DJ Moore 
not that he lacks any of those, but he always found a way to get it done for Maryland. It was really impressive to watch. Yeah, I'm not as high on DJ Moore maybe as, as some others, but uh, I had to pick. You've got to if you're going to give maximum amount of weapons to Bortles if if they're going to get back to where they were, uh, and if they're going to stick with Bortles, then yeah, I agree with giving a wide receiver. Very gritty, uh, very tough, uh, almost one of those players that will take the ball out of a cornerback's hands uh, rather than let it be an interception. But yeah, I understand the pick, maybe not as high as, as some are on more. Great. Well, let's move to pick number 30, and that is the Minnesota Vikings, and that's me. So with the 30th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Will Hernandez, guard, University of Texas, El Paso. Now, I'm not, I, I, again, I've, I've backed and forced an offensive lineman here because Minnesota need upgrades across the board. I think that the reason I didn't go for, say, a tackle is that they paid Riley Reif a lot of money last year and they've got Mike Remmers. They paid him a lot of money. Um, not that they're necessarily good, but I don't think you give that much money to two starting tackles and then go and draft their replacement. Whereas they don't have anything at guard either. So whatever you're upgrading now, it's going to be a start. Um, Hernandez is a nasty, nasty lineman. Um, he drives he, he doesn't just finish plays he kind of finishes players sometimes he just drives <laughs> through them um he is a ferocious blocker he's not necessarily as refined as say isaiah win and obviously isn't the player that quentin nelson is but he is going to kind of set a tone he is going to bully the um starters the opposing defensive starters from the get-go and you can't upgrade his defensive line enough it is one of the worst in the league and You've given Kirk Cousins eighty-four million guaranteed. You need to protect that investment. Yep, that makes sense to me. He's a nasty, you know, old school beat you up, pound for pound, blow for blow guard. Uh, I think it's uh, what a position of weakness on a very, very, very strong roster makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins are going to be rubbing their hands together if they land somebody like Hernandez. I think this is a great spot for. For guard, I think they're going to start coming into play at this back end of the first round, and there's some very good guards. But yeah, Hernandez is right up there uh, on my list of guards. Yeah, his physical nature will, will fit in lovely. Yeah, I, I, I think whatever they go, it's got to be offensive line here. It really, really has to be. So I, I, I don't think there's a, there's a bad pick as long as you don't reach too much for someone. Um, now, we're going to ask Tom once more to try and um, inhabit the mind of Bill Belichick and draft for the New England Patriots. Tom? Yeah, so before I pick, I'm just going to say some of the guys that I'm surprised haven't been taken by you guys yet, who I think... Well, have... well wait, wait, wait. Can we, let, let, let's do that at the end of the... Okay. If, if there's a, in, ca- in case um, Rory decides to draft one of them in Philadelphia and you look foolish. Okay, sure thing. So <laughs> with the 31st pick of the 2018 NFL Draft... The New England Patriots select Colton Miller, offensive tackle, UCLA. A guy who's being mocked to them a lot, plays with extremely high effort every snap, seems to be a very intelligent uh, uh, player. His pro comparison for me is Nate Solder, someone who they just lost to the, who the Giants, paid an unbelievable amount of money to. Uh, he doesn't seem to, he, he looks a bit stiff at times in pass protection. That's probably one of the big, biggest knocks on him, but. It's a position of need for the Patriots, and Colton Miller seems an intelligent 
Bill Belichick type player. It's it's um, a real shame that we don't have um, uh, Joel Bishop on today. Um, he released his big board. It's on the site. You can go and look at it. Um, it's a re- it's a really piece of work. Colton Miller on his big board on his one hundred top players is number ninety nine. Oh god, <laughs> Joel. Now now no, no, yeah, come back to him. I think I think I think that's harsh. Um, he, he needs, Mike he White's needs, ahead um, of him. What is going on, Joel? <laughs> he, he's, got, he's got some work on his technique and really real issues with footwork. Um, but he's one of the most athletic. He's got loads of athletic potential. Um, and there's, there's a few tackles like that in the draft. I think. Um, I, I, I think if if um if he goes here, everyone was saying, "Oh, what a genius! What a genius! What a genius move!" Um, Colton Miller is going to become an amazing player, and he might. But he might also flame out. He's a, he's a he's a bit of a Boomer bus type. Sneaky but... pick here, a tight end. Just, just, just remember that sneaky <laughs> yeah, pick. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I've got them going, take one in the second round, but sneaky pick, tight end. Just you uh, wait. And my my shout on that, I, I think they to surprise everybody. I think Gasicki at that that yeah. point ahead yeah. of uh, Goddard uh, and uh, Hurst. and Hurst. Yeah. Then yeah, I think that that could be a sneaky one for for Belichick. Um. Oh, I I I, I think. Oh dear, I, I don't like Mike Gazicki at all. So I'm, I'm glad that, that wasn't the pick. So I don't have to um, have to shout, shout at him for that. Well, we'll we will come to um, looking at some players who've, who no one's drafted and saying hmm, wonder why. But before we but before we do that, there's one more pick, and it's the world champion Philadelphia Eagles, and it's Rory. So with the final pick, uh, the first round, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to select Jair Alexander, cornerback out of Louisville. I think that's been mocked quite a little bit. Maybe Alexander doesn't slide this far. Um, you can't have a, enough good corners. We know what the league's about now. Uh, they got Sidney Jones in there. He's recovering. He should be at full speed going into this season. Um, do we trust Jalen Mills to hold down one of them outside corner spots? Mm, not sure about that. So I think I think he he would fit in there, and I think he adds to a, a strength, which is what as a Super Bowl team that's all you can do, isn't it? You've got to fill. Uh, positions and strengthen uh, from within but then the only other thing Connor Williams was the only one on there that I would have also looked at you're going to have to find a replacement to Jason Peters eventually mm. uh, Vitae played really well um, Williams has that flexibility where he might be able to come into guard so you could make a use of him so I think he he would be an option there as well but yeah I think Alexander is he's a bit of a slide there so I'm going to take him off the board there yeah, Tom, do you want to go? I agree with that. Yeah, I think Alexander's true. Uh, maybe, like you said, one, one of the tackles there, uh, a name that could be one to watch out for is uh, Brian O'Neill, the tackle out of Pittsburgh. Uh, he's a big guy. He's someone who could sneak Ooh. into at the end of the end of the first round there. But no, I think I like the Alexander pick. Makes a lot of sense. I, I, I like the Alexander pick. I think, yeah, he's, he's number 13 on my big board. And I think with, with um, him... Um, Sid- a fully fit Sidney Jones and Ronald Darby. That's a really good sort of one, two, three of corners. I think um, someone who won't be the pick, but I would like to see there is Justin Reed, um, the safety at Stanford, who I'm quite high on. Um, I think, you know, they've they've, um, got really to pair someone with Malcolm Jenkins there. Um, I just want to say Brian O'Neill, that would be a really interesting pick for Philadelphia because he is based, he will have had such a similar kind of, um, path to um jason peters in that he's a sort of a convert an insanely athletic converted tight end who at the moment looks a bit technically leaky but 
has got bags and bags of potential. I I, I think Brian O'Neill's got he's, he's one of these players who a couple of years of coaching, um, in the same way that someone like say uh, Taron Armstead in New Orleans or David Bakhtiari in Green Bay, yeah. um, could end up as a really good tackle. So that would be really interesting. Um, well, that's we'll we'll run through the last eight picks and then we're going to talk about who your surprise hasn't been drafted. So twenty five Tennessee Titans drafted Rashawn Evans, um, linebacker Alabama. At twenty six, the Atlanta Falcons took Deron Payne. Damn you, defensive tackle also from Alabama. At twenty seven, the New Orleans Saints took Sam Hubbard, a defensive end Ohio State. At twenty eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers took Mike Hughes, cornerback from the national champion University of Central Florida. At twenty nine, Jacksonville Jaguars took DJ Moore, wide receiver Maryland. At thirty. Minnesota Vikings took Will Hernandez, um, guard from the University of Texas, El Paso. At 31, New England Patriots took Colton Miller, the offensive tackle out of UCLA. And 32, the final pick of the first round, Philadelphia Eagles took Jaya Alexander, cornerback, Louisville. So, who are we surprised hasn't been drafted? The one player who I guarantee will be drafted in the first round who hasn't been is Christian Kirk, wide receiver, Texas A&M. Interesting. I... I I, I would be surprised if he's a first-round pick. I don't. Th- I see a sort of a mid-second round player. I think he's a, he's a decent player, but I don't see him over DJ Moore, and, and I don't really quite see him over Anthony Miller either. Yeah. I think it's 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 in the eye of the beholder with Kirk. He's one of those players, isn't he, where he, he's a weapon. So if you get an offensive coordinator who's quite creative, thinks he can slot him in. Uh, working out the slot and, and doing some little creative things with him. He's going to enjoy enjoy the speed. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think he could sneak in. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't say he was a lock, but I can see see how some people consider him a, a first-rounder. Yeah, I've, I've got a few other names on my list. Do you want me to roll through them, Nick? Or... Yeah, go for it, Tom. Let's, let's see what you got. So I've got um, the two defensive tackles, Maurice Hurst, Taven Bryan. I've then got a pair of running backs in Sonny Michelle and Nick, Nick Chubb. Then got a couple of uh, guard slash centers with James Daniels and Frank Ragno. Frank Ragno, someone who I think will sneak into the first round, uh, center for Arkansas. And then finally, we've got the tight ends. No one took a tight end. We've got uh, <laughs> three there potentially who we listed earlier who I, who I think could, could sneak into the first round or, or probably will be taken in the first round. So I, I, the, the only sort of big one that I've got who wasn't taken was Maurice Hurst. But I think now what we're hearing that teams are really scared off by his heart condition. Um, that wouldn't necessarily be a surprise anymore. Um, from, I mean, I, I was a bit surprised that like you said no tight ends. I don't have any first round grades, but I know some do. Um, one one name that you didn't mention among the centers, um, Billy Price, Ohio State. Um, yeah, his arm. If his, if, his if, arm. If, yeah. If, if his, if his um, from what the impression I get is that it, it was a partially torn pec, wasn't it? Um, yeah. That, that, he's going to be back for training camp for that, and you're drafting in the first round for five years anyway. I think he's the best of centres. I don't, I don't see it personally with Frank Ragnow. Um, I think as well, Connor Williams would be the other name that I think might go in the first round. I mean, there is such a shortage of offensive line play. Um, it's just very strange that the way it fell, there weren't really teams seeking tackles too much yeah. towards the end of the first round. Two, two, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. No, sorry, Rory, going after you. 
Uh, well, I was just going to say the the only other people that you you could look at getting in there is is the corners. It could go either way with the corners. Obviously, there's a lot of depth there, uh, which could cause cause them to fall down the pecking order. But uh, maybe Isaiah Oliver and Cal mm. Davis are, are sneaky picks. That just depends because you've got so many different options at corner. Some teams are going to fall in love with with different players, and, and those two could could find themselves a place at the end of the first round. I agree. With um, yeah. oh, one name we've not mentioned as well: Mason Rudolph. Yep. Yeah, very true. Mm. Yeah, that's someone who, yeah, you, someone at the end of the first round, maybe the Steelers. Maybe yeah, it's Patriots. a common trend now, isn't it, with the with the five year uh, deal from the first round? So you could see one of those if somebody at the top of the draft hasn't gone uh, quarterback sneaking back in with a trade uh, and sort of making that work. So they've they've got Rudolph tied down for that amount of time. And two total boomer busters who are really difficult to judge. Uh, these are the two biggest boomer busters. I mean, Orlando Brown probably won't go in the first round, but two two ahead of him, Ronald Jones the second, running back USC, and Arden Key, edge rusher LSU. Two guys, not too sure where they stack up on people's big boards, but they they could potentially make, yeah. get themselves drafted in the first round. Brown and Key could as easily be first rounds or day three picks, I think. Exactly, yeah. It, it's difficult to judge with them too. And how about how about wide receiver? Do, do we think any of those guys are going to rise up? Chark, Washington, people like that. Could somebody fall in love with those? Yeah, I, I, I personally, yeah. I like Chark. I don't know. He looks like LSU quarterback play is horrendous, isn't it? So maybe he. They, they always seem to come out and and develop better. You look at Beckham and Landry's Chark going to be the next one uh, that that plays better in the pros. Well, um, I mean, there's, there's a few names there. I think that, that was a really interesting um, discussion at the end, but it's been a fantastic mock draft pod. Um, we've really enjoyed doing it. hope you've enjoyed listening to it, and I hope you enjoy the draft. There's loads of stuff on the Inside Zone site in preparation. So we've got scouting reports. We've picked out five targets for some teams picking at certain spots. Um, we've got Joel's big board, as mentioned. Um, we've got mock drafts. Um, so head over to the insidezone.com to read it. Um, I'm sure there'll be some post-draft wash-ups on there as well. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. And you can follow us on Twitter at the Inside Zone, on Facebook at facebook.com slash UK, And we're all on Twitter too, Tom like NF, at TomLikeNFL. I'm at Long Snaps Ranked, and Rory is at um, RJ Daniels NFL. Hope you enjoyed the show. See you all next week, and thanks, guys, for doing it, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the website at www.theinsidezone.com. Till next time.